Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I mean, it was the look we wanted, and it's what they lined up in. So I don't want to say I knew right away, but I had a pretty good feeling, you know, pre-snap and then post-snap. It's exactly where we wanted them to go to. Josh threw a great ball. Dalton Kincaid, a couple of nice catches. He led the Bills in receiving on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Jeremy and Joe. Just Joe today. 803-0550 is the phone number. You can get in with Nate or with Sal. Uh, Sal coming up at 7.30 here on this snowy morning. Although, again, as I mentioned, it depends where you are because I'm looking out the window right now at clear skies. I mean, it was freezing, but nothing in terms of what's falling from the sky. And, uh, Nate, I think you uh, have something at least a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. big. I would say big time different in the city right now. It's white out. The like our streets haven't been plowed at all down here. Like we're like South Buffalo slash first ward slash downtown. I'm like kind of like right in the, mm-hmm. in that area. And it is, uh, it is not good outside this morning. Yeah. The skyway I just saw has now been closed in both directions. There's a travel ban in a lot of those, you know, Cheektowaga, Orchard Park, West Seneca. You can get the full list over at WBEN. Uh, Buffalo travel advisory right now. No unnecessary travel. Um, so, but but man, looking at even some of the traffic cams that I've seen, like it looks like a whiteout even in the, around the city. I can't see the building across the street from me. I mean, it's it's that bad right now. Um, and like it, the the tough part about it is is there's that layer of ice that when it was raining last week before the snow came, and then so there's there's like a nice sheet layer of ice under all the snow that's here downtown so it's mm. definitely not ideal driving conditions uh i know our my my, my full-time job everyone's working remote today so no one's no one's leaving uh i spent the entire weekend inside it looks like we're gonna be spending the next couple of days inside i will say the bills should get ahead of this they should reach out to that company that has those uh snow blowers uh-huh. in green bay 
They should get those. They should get those over here. I think. I I think they should they should too. I also someone else tweeted and uh, I think they go to UB maybe for I forgot what it was, but there's like a giant tarp you can put over the seats, over the whole stadium, and then you just have a tractor pull the tarp um, after you know after the snow's falling on it. So. They, they at least have more time, right? Like, I can't imagine the snow piles that people are sitting in are as, are as big on Sunday. Like, I would uh, hope so. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got a couple of extra days to, to clear snow. But, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. We haven't had any snow all winter. And then yeah. in basically four, four or five straight days, we're going to get a year's worth, a, a whole season's worth of snow right in between two Bills home games for the playoffs. Not uh, yep. not exactly. I saw Ben Volan. Uh, I think he's the Boston Globe. Make a good joke. Uh, it was easier having to work around home playoff games when the Bills were never making the playoffs. You know, <laughs> right. So th- on on that too, like man, how much it will actually impact them. You know, might come down to whether they win or lose. If they win, then we'll forget about it forever. And if they lose, then I, that that's the thing. The last thing I want to hear for eight months is the season ended because it snowed a lot and they had one last day of rest and maybe, hey, like, I don't know, are, are they all going to get to the stadium today? I guess in Orchard Park, it's not great either. The, like, the last thing I want to see is ugh, we have to do this again where we have to try to figure out, like, how much, you know, a, one fewer practice and one less day of rest is, like, actually impacting them. Yeah, listen, I mean, I think about last year, right, that that home game against the Bengals, which it just kind of felt like the culmination of an exhausted team. And, and it felt more like an anomaly in that game because there wasn't really a lot of snow. It just snowed during the game and footing was being talked about a lot. And then, the, I don't know, the vibes around that game didn't really feel great. The vibes feel very different this year for this home game against the Chiefs. And maybe there's a lot of reasons for that, Joe, but like, the snow, I don't know. I can't imagine anyone's going to look back and think, unless unless there's just a lot of snow falling during the game and, you know, one team is unaffected like it felt like the Bengals were last year. Just the Bengals felt completely unaffected by the elements in that game last year. And it just was weird because the Bills were home and they Josh Allen has played well in every elements type game that we've ever seen Josh Allen play in. Uh, obviously, last week was just cold. Um, but I think back to like the Eagles game where it rained the entire game from start to finish. Um, and he just was completely unaffected, uh, by the conditions. The only time where you, you watched a game and watched Josh Allen feel like he was affected by conditions was the new England game. And it was the high winds. And frankly, he still was completing passes in that game. Um, so, you know, I, I think for me, I can't imagine a scenario where we look back and we say, man, if they just had, could have had better weather, um, that that would have been the difference in a, in a game against the Chiefs. Both of these teams are cold weather teams uh, that played in you know pretty frigid conditions a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm of the mind that I don't expect conditions, whether it's cold, snow, precipitation, short of wind, yeah. um, that are really going to affect these quarterbacks. I mean, these are the two best, strongest arm quarterbacks in football. Yeah, and all of this files under things that no in, in 20 years will still whatever happens in this game on Sunday it, it will come up and no one will remember that oh they had one less day of rest you know when you think of all the the Manning and Brady battles you know that they had over the years does anybody remember like no. w- whether they had healthy linebackers for that game like maybe that should go into the analysis but 
It won't. And that is, I mean, Nate, like the the legacy that is on the line this week for Allen and the Bills versus this opponent. I mean, you finally have them at home. And it really is going to feel like for that, if if not now, when? I like the idea that it's definitely it's definitely a legacy game. Um it, it's sort of it's it, it's sort of a legacy game for Josh Allen in that I think a lot of people like you know, this week you're gonna see a lot of the conversation around Brady versus Manning, right? And I'm not there yet because this feels way more like Brady versus Roethlisberger because it doesn't it sort of feel like Brady and Manning is Burrow and Mahomes, right? Like because uh-huh. Burrow's beaten them in the playoffs and Burrow's gone to a Super Bowl, the Bills have not gotten there. The Bills have not been able to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. They're three and one in the regular season, by the way. Um, and so it feels like, yeah, this Bills team has figured out ways. Josh Allen, Sean McDermott have figured out ways to win in the regular season, and they're always on some kind of final play. You know, it's the the Milan or the Taron Johnson interception last year. It's the you know, what will be remembered for the Kadarius Tony offside this year. Um, and it always seems to come down to sort of one play. And even in the playoffs, it's come, it feels like it comes down to one or a handful of plays at the end of a game, uh, short of the game that they just blew the Bills out in the AFC Championship game. But th- this yeah. definitely has the makings of a legacy game on where everyone is going to talk about this Bills team and Josh Allen 10 years from now. And that might not matter for a lot of people. There, there might people say, I don't care what ESPN, what FS1 will talk about the Bills 10 years from now when Josh Allen is, you know, either retired or close to retiring. But I think in the moment, it's, it, it's interesting to reflect and to think about the journey that this Bills team has been on in this Super Bowl window and to feel like this year of all years might be their best chance Um Certainly yeah. feels weird considering where a lot of us were at the end of November or really mid-November with this team. So um, yeah. the, the the conversation of Allen Mahomes is going to be a super interesting one 10 years from now, and it might totally change based on the results Sunday night. Yeah. Well, also, too, like what, I guess the, the reason I really like the Manning-Brady comparison is those two, like we're all – that was always the quarterback matchup that everybody wanted. Like any any casual football fan that anyone ever wanted to see, like those were the two guys in the league that everybody wanted to see. And as much as Burrow has had his success, I I feel like most football fans, if you ask them, like, okay, game not including your team, who can I watch? Like, I get two to go head to head. I think they want to see Mahomes and Allen. I don't think I'm just doing that because we're close to the situation yeah. here. The one difference, though, that I should point out, Manning lost his first six against Brady. And then he did win five of the next six uh, with the Colts. But Allen, like, it was only those two losses at the beginning. And I know the playoffs are, you know, the biggest reason, you know, why it feels like the Chiefs have their number. But, man, you could look at it a bunch of different ways. The way I have a hard time not looking at it is they are one stupid 13-second stretch away from having a four-game win streak over this Chiefs team. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely – I think when you think about legacy games, that was – it feels like a legacy game that was robbed of Josh Allen, like a game that people people will always think about and talk about that game, the 13-second game, but what's it get talked about? It gets talked about about how the Bills blew it, 
not about how Josh Allen had one of the most incredible performances of a quarterback in, in, in NFL history because he was kind of in that game out, out-dueled in a way, um, or at least there were just 13 too many seconds left on the clock for Patrick Mahomes. And obviously, and, and here's another talking point of this game, right? I saw Benjamin Solak tweet about this. Is this game is going to be the first game played since, between these two teams since the rules in overtime were changed because of the last time these two played in the playoffs. And I think that also maybe ignores the fact that the Chiefs the year prior lost in overtime, I think, to Tampa Bay. Was it? No. Who, who did they lose to in overtime? They... Was it the Patriots? Who, did Tom who, who, Brady and the Patriots beat them? Yeah, that might be right. And and that conversation, the Chiefs were the first ones to the table trying to get that rule changed. And now it's, well, they yeah. changed it because Josh Allen didn't get the ball again. And, oh, man, wouldn't it be something if, you know, the Bills, uh, Bills Chiefs go to overtime, the Bills score a touchdown, and the Chiefs go down to score a touchdown, two-point conversion, and win. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, that'd be something. I, it would be terrible. It'd be the worst thing that ever happened. But at the same time, it's so funny how things in the NFL changed, whether it was outlook about Josh Allen, whether it was literal rules to the NFL to the NFL rule book from that game. That game had so many consequences that I had a domino effect, not just on that game and those teams, but the NFL at large. Like that's, that's sort of the legacy level that these two quarterbacks can create in a game. Like literally rules changed in the NFL after the last two times, yeah. the last time these two played in a playoff game. That should just kind of give you an idea of how important of a game um, it can be when these two quarterbacks face off. 8030550, you can get in with Nate if you would like. DJ in Lockport here. What's up, DJ? Hey, good morning, guys. Nate, uh, Joe. So, I obviously, I'm, I'm scouring the internet, watching everything I can about this game, about everybody's thoughts on the national media. I listen to you guys every single day. Uh, I have not heard the name Tyreek Hill yet from anybody in the outlier that this, this man is no longer on this team and available for Pat Mahomes. I feel like he was the biggest median of why they won that game at 13 seconds, obviously with his 70-yard-to-the-house run, or his uh, passing, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. catch and run. But I, I, he's not on this team anymore. He was so good. He literally made Tua the type of player that we should have been worried about until we started actually beating them. But him not being on this team is such a big outlier for this game coming up. I'm not mm-hmm. – obviously Mahomes is great, and I'm worried that we would lose the game. But by no means do I – feel like I'm scared of their offense anymore because that man is not on the field anymore. I think McDermott is smart enough to, to scheme ways to make sure Kelsey's covered. He might have a couple catches or a couple, you know, touchdown here or whatever, but I just don't think that they have they have the weapons to just outright beat us, especially with McDermott, how he's been coaching the last, what, 10 games or whatever it is now. They've been under 20, I think it was 75% of the time this season. I just I, I feel like that's a huge, huge deal that Tyreek Hill is no longer on this team yeah. going into this game. So I'll hang up and listen and have a great day. Everybody stay safe. So Thanks thanks DJ for the call. Um we've kept, that's kinda Nate, like we've kinda said that this week without mentioning the name that I think DJ is right to is that's why they're the most vulnerable, right? Is they don't have Tyreek Hill and I pointed this out in the first segment of the show. Their plan to get a poor man's Tyree kill, Kadarius Tony, is completely blown up in their face. 
Do you feel, Joe, if you go back to, was it week five, uh, week seven? When did the Bills play the Chiefs? It was earlier this season, right? It was week eight? No, that, that was, no, that wasn't, that was later than that, wasn't it? We were later. out of the bye. So week, okay. week 14. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So week 14. Uh, just, just for the sake of the conversation. Do you think that game on after the Kadarius Tony play where they get called back and it's third and fifteen, they get they get three shots at fifteen yards and they don't get it. Do you think that game ends differently if they have Tyreek Hill? I think the Chiefs win that game if they have Tyreek Hill. Right. Yeah. So I think it's a great point that DJ made that I hadn't even considered because it's been two years now and Yep. And this offense is definitely they won a Super Bowl without him. Right. So I think that should be said. But I also think that you can leave space in your mind to understand and think about the struggles this Chiefs offense has had. Um and I partially, Joe, I think this is because Travis Kelsey has not looked like himself. I mean, a shell is is it, is it fair to say a shell of himself? He, I, I think it's I, another comparison I've liked to make on him is it looks like Cole Beasley's last year as a Bill to me, uh, where he's yeah. still getting targeted a ton, and you look and go, well, the numbers are still pretty good, but you see the efficiency is way down, and I mean, what do your eyes say? Your eyes say, man, that guy looks old, and he does not look as athletic as he used to be. Yeah, and and. Listen, when you are that big and you take as many hits as Travis Kelsey does, eventually it, it it comes together and it comes together quickly. And I feel like it came together very quickly. Like he had a couple of drops last week in the cold. I've just never seen Travis Kelsey make. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, this goes in a couple of directions. Yes, they won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill last year. But is anyone as concerned about this Chiefs team as they were about last year's Chiefs team on that offense? Like, Rasheed Rice is a nice player, and Isaiah Pacheco is dangerous. Obviously, he was not, um, you know, in the in the lineup in that mm-hmm. Week 14 game against the Bills. But I don't know, Joe. I, DJ makes a couple of good points about the fear of this team going into this game compared to the fear going in two years ago, or at least the anxiety that they have a player that at any point can change the game for them, and it's not even Patrick Mahomes. It's someone that he throws the football to. I don't think anybody feels that about this team and in this game. And I think you've seen them struggle enough against the Raiders, struggle enough against other bad defenses, defenses that really just aren't that good this year, and lose to teams like the way that the Bills have had a couple of times this year, where you feel as even-footed with this Chiefs team as you ever have, is they just don't have the player where you're like, Man, if we yeah. feel good about each of these quarterbacks that they're close, there's no guy on the Chiefs right now, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you're like, man, he's just so much better than any player that the Bills have. And that maybe they had that defensively for a long time with Chris Jones. The way that Ed Oliver's playing, hmm. I don't think they have an offensive or defensive player where I'm like, there is no one on the Bills that is as good as this player on that side of the ball. I, I, I truly don't believe that about this Chiefs team. Yeah, on that matchup, Bill, Bill's kind of defensively against the, the Chiefs offense, and we'll see. We didn't really get much of an update yesterday, really at all, from Sean McDermott on the defense. The only thing we really found out is officially Taron Johnson's in-concussion protocol, and that's going to be tight. I mean, clearing that protocol in six days is usually pretty tough for these guys, but we'll see. That defensive line is healthy. And if those receivers aren't going to get open, what you're seeing a lot more, Nate, from Mahomes this year, I think, is 
the need to scramble around and extend plays. He's always been able to do that. But it feels like the the volume of that has gone up because guys don't get open. He has to extend plays. And, man, the way this Bills, the, the, the way the health is going right now on defense, I feel like the Bills are going to have to force him off his spot defensively because that D-line right now, Rousseau and Floyd and Oliver should have been the first name I really mentioned there. Jones, like, that's where they're healthy. And I think that's, if they're going to have a great day Sunday, they, it might need to start there. They need to have one of those games where the pass rush and the coverage are just in absolute lockstep with each other because they it, it's it's unique to me. A lot of people said, well, linebackers, how important are linebackers? Bills can overcome linebacker injuries. And if you remember on the Taron Taron Johnson interception last year in that regular season game, it was two guys. It was Von Miller and it was and it was Matt Milano. And I think against the Chiefs your linebackers become incredibly important against the Chiefs because they're the guys that are spying or cueing off of the quarterback when he breaks the pocket to either basically add a fifth rusher to go after him and try to get him down, um, or their job is then to cover the middle of the field where he does his big, the, probably the most damage with Travis Kelsey. So not having your linebackers or at least healthy linebackers in this game could loom incredibly large for the Bills, but – I think you can if you can find a way to marry the coverage. Like I, I think about the Bills against the Dolphins, really in both games, um, is their especially the Week Four game. Their pass rush got after Tua, and he had to hold the ball. If you can make Patrick Mahomes hold the ball, but keep him inside the pocket, um, you can really start to dictate the terms of that offense. And as long as I, I think the un- underrated talking point in this game will be which of these teams' running games will have the advantage. We Obviously, the Week 14 matchup, the Bills and James Cook absolutely dominated the matchup running back versus linebacker. If the Chiefs can dominate the running back versus linebacker conversation in this game, they can get the ball in the hands of Pacheco and get him downhill and break off. If they can average three, four, five yards a carry, that's going to be a tough situation for the Bills to overcome defensively. I think it starts at linebacker for them in the, in the run game. But for me, Joe, if they can be effective rushing the passer, but keeping him in the pocket, not letting him bail out, where you can extend plays to five, six, seven seconds, um, I think the Bills can have a lot of success. They've shown they can have a lot of success. Um, obviously, Mahomes is just a different animal. But I think for me, having him in, keeping him in the pocket, um, if they can marry the pass rush with the with the um, with coverage, which they've been able to do a couple of times this year at a super high level. Um, they can absolutely stifle this this Chiefs offense. Eight oh three oh five fifty. One last call to get in with Nate here before we take a timeout. Rob and Tonawanda's next. Hey Rob. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Um, yeah, one thing that I was thinking about while you guys were talking here, and I'm not sure how much of a concern it is for this game, but the more I think about it on a macro scale, kind of has me, uh, I guess, anxious. Is you know, is it concerning for you guys at all that the Chiefs really had to get knocked down a peg or two with losing Hill and? you know, looking like they're slowing down rather than the Bills step it up a peg or two in regards to maybe improving the roster and, you know, just catching up to them that way. You know, I'd feel a lot better if the Bills, I guess you could say, made the moves that got them closer to the Chiefs level as opposed to the Chiefs, you know, getting knocked down a notch. Thanks. It's That's an interesting question because I kind of agree, Nate, with the sentiment that, like, the reason that – we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I feel more confident than ever about Sunday. I think it has more to do about the Chiefs. But I guess what, you know, what did you want to be different? Did the Bills miss an opportunity to capitalize on the Chiefs, I, I, I mean, I'm not definitely not willing to say that before the game on Sunday. They were uh, with Tyreek Hill. They again were thir- you. You said it. They were 13 seconds away with that team at a full force. But that's the NFL, isn't it? I mean, the NFL is a not for long, but b the, in the salary cap era, it's almost impossible to maintain your core group of players that are all getting paid at the same time to be young, be getting paid and playing at a high level all at the same time. The chiefs had lightning in a bottle for three or four years and Hey, they won two super bowls from that. And you know, bravo. That's real. It's, it's fantastic. But what did we always say about the chiefs is that it was only going to get harder and harder because Patrick Mahomes is going to be making lots of money and now they're going to have to make a decision on Chris Jones. Chris Jones held out inside a one-year contract and almost didn't play for the Chiefs this year. Travis Kelsey's old. Every window closes. But the point that you make about teams that are quarterbacked by Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes is the windows never fully close because of who you have at quarterback. And what you have to do as a general manager, and Brett Veach and Brandon Bean are so good at, is finding ways to keep the bottom of the roster really good compared to the rest of the league. The Bills can overcome four injuries at linebackers. Not many teams can do that. Uh, You know, the Bills can overcome injury to Gabe Davis and have Khalil Shakir come in and not miss a beat at all. Not many teams can do that. You can lose if you're the Bills. Dawson Knox for a half half of your season and not really miss a beat because you have a Dalton Kincaid. So the Chiefs are the same way in that they're very deep. They've got a lot of depth, but their quarterbacks keep their, their playoff and Super Bowl windows open. I don't know that I necessarily agree that the Bills are catching them on their downswing. 
Because doesn't it feel like the Bills are kind of also on a downswing? Like, they are not playing the same football we saw them play two years ago where they won 13 games um, or at the beginning of last season. So I I understand the point. I'm not saying that I don't think the point's correct. I just think that it's the nature of the NFL that being at your best is maybe a one- or two-year thing at best. And can you, on your you know, worst day or your the day you don't have your fastball or the season that you aren't playing at your best, can you still be competitive? And the Bills proved that even when they feel like you they're at their lowest point at six and six, that they're still a team that can win a division. And and I think you can say the same about both these teams. I tweeted it this week. It's like it's so fitting to get this matchup again with two teams who did not really play their best ball at any point. Even when the Bills went on a five game win streak at no point did you feel like the Bills were playing their best football. So I, I, I just think it's the nature of the NFL, the ebbs and flows of seasons. Um, they are marathons every year, and you get your worst and your best in a season. And I, I don't think that it's necessary that we're catching the Chiefs on, on the downswing, and, and this is how you're going to actually beat them. They've beaten them at their best in the regular season. So, you know, yeah. I get the point, and I, again, I don't disagree with it. I just think – it's sort of just the nature of the NFL at large. And the, and the Chiefs are a victim to that, just like everyone else. All right. Thank you, sir, for jumping on. Stay stay inside. I'm sure you'll be staying inside all day. So enjoy working in yeah, your they, pajamas. I will enjoy that. I don't get to do that a lot. My buddy is a mailman. He said they canceled the mail today. So you know it's bad. Yes. All post offices in Buffalo, I, I saw, are closed today. So for, for those that are wondering. Um, and as you know, whiteout conditions are, you know, in the, in the city there that's expected. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. And, uh, stay warm. No problem, dude. Yep. Thanks. We'll take a time out here. Sal Capaccio on the way back. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get some calls in with Sal as we go through the injuries and what the, the roster might look like for Sunday against the chiefs. That's coming up here on Jeremy and Joe. Jeremy off today. This is WGR. It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio on the Wester Hotline. All right, Sal, let's check in with you. You are where in terms of this snowstorm? What are you I'm looking at clear skies. Nate's all white out. What are you looking at? Clear skies, uh, lots of snow on the ground from the last few days, but like a normal kind of buffalo wintry look, mm-hmm. but clear skies here. I am in the city. I am, uh, I'd say Elmwood Village, west side area mm-hmm. around there, um, kind of near Buff State. That's where I live. And I look right now, I'm not far from uh, the river, I guess you'd say. And yep. uh, I'm headed down. I could go down and look and look towards like the Peace Bridge area and a little south and see that. So that's how we can see some of the weather when we're down that way uh, when it comes across in, in the lake. But um, right now it looks good. The only thing I am seeing, I'm doing this and talking to you from the, the third floor is where I have Studio Capaccio, okay, mm-hmm. my house here. Yep. And I can look outside and see my backyard. And I look down and I have this, like, you know, large view of it from down. What I can see is that Max left a shovel and his sled outside as he was painting his own hockey rink out there with some dye last night. Oh, so, wow. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so it's all good. The hockey rink looks good, but I got to get that stuff before the snow comes and buries this, this shovel and the sled. 
Yeah. By the way, I am looking right now at the radar. You might be like right on the border of where this storm is right now. Like it's it it is uh-huh. amazing, like snow walls and how the difference of only a few miles is so different. It's incredible. What is what is he painting? On I the think ice? it's coming here. Is he going yeah. logos out there? Is he uh, how authentic? Ooh, I, I should tell him. I could tell him to tell him he could do logos. No, as of right now, it is just a uh, red line, blue line, a couple of creases. So okay. that we got we got some nice. dye that he goes out there and uses. Pretty cool. I, you know what? I'll give him the idea for logos today because obviously no school today, so we got to entertain. Yeah. All right, let's get right to it, Sal. Uh, the pr- practice today for the Bills. We'll get to the injuries, but I, mm. th- like, do we think weather could impact what they'll do? McDermott, I know, saw yesterday he mentioned that they'd have a plan. Um, I'd imagine, you know, even if weather it gets tough, they'll do something today, right? Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a driving ban in Orchard Park, correct? There is right now, yes. There is a driving ban in Orchard Park. So I don't think there's any way they could be able to get all the players to the facility. Um, So that that would be my assumption. So they'd Mm. probably have to do everything over Zoom. Now for us, the media, we are scheduled to have Sean McDermott at 1245 p.m. When the original media schedule came out, it was, hey, in the media room at 1245 p.m. Again, I don't have anything official. My assumption is... That will be over Zoom as well. Hmm. Like we do a Monday press conference. You know, the media is not going to be driving out there to Orchard Park the way things stand right now. So this sounds like it would be basically what they went through on Sunday last week when nobody could get there. The game wasn't being played. They had to, you know, do all their stretching. McDermott talked about stretching over Zoom and, you know, just kind of making sure that everybody, you know, knew what they were doing. I had all the information. It, it, It also reminds me, Joe, of the COVID year when everything had to be done remotely for days until they played games, essentially, right? So I think you're probably looking at that type of situation today. And when it comes to practice, normal the normal Wednesday practice that you get, today was going to be a walkthrough, right? So, like... It, yes. Okay, and that's different than, than normal. So, like, in terms of rest was kind of right, already let, being let me... prioritized, right, Sal? It, it it is that's right that's yeah. a good point like so so you're, you're in one sense it's not the biggest of deals I would say because it's not like you're going out there and having this full practice and running gassers and everything sure. right not sure. like that um, but in the other set because it's a walkthrough now people ask me a lot of times what a walkthrough is and I guess we don't explain it enough or I don't so I will let you know a walkthrough is what it sounds like it's a walkthrough it's like a dress rehearsal for what your game plan is going to be, how you're going to practice this week, and the things you're going to concentrate on. And players walk from position to position. Hey, we're going to line you up here. And when they do this, you're going to walk over here now. So you imagine 11 players on defense standing there in you know jerseys and practice jerseys, and the offensive coaches who are doing the scout team say to the defense, okay, so when Mahomes does this, when Kelsey goes over here, you go with them over there, and then you just walk to your position, and that's how you do it. There's some ball throwing and things like that, but it's not a normal practice. That's a walkthrough. Now, mm. the thing where it does hurt you, obviously, is this is the day you'd be putting in the game plan like that. So if right. you're doing it remotely, yes, even though you're not taxing yourself, you know, like normally would, this is game plan day. So you you have to be able to – it's so much better to me. Like, I would be a visual learner like that, be able to sure. kind of go out there and understand my role. Everybody would be different, but you'd probably have to be giving the game plan. I'm sure they got the game plan on paper, but today's the day you'd actually go through it on the field, and they're not going to be able to do that, apparently, if they can't get to practice in um, the facility. Man, it's, an, it's another – 
you know, we there were all the things. There were more, you know, games being moved, and of course, Hamlin last year. There was so much more of it. But here we go again, yeah. right, Sal? With like, this is adversity. This is kind of having to deal with stuff on the fly, where you already have one fewer day of rest than you wanted, and now you know, if practice habits are going to get interrupted, um, I'm sure the Bills, you know, will have a plan and will show up ready on Sunday. But it's it's not ideal at the very least. No. It's not, and of course, not only have a, a fewer day, one fewer, the, the Chiefs have two more, right? Because right. the game was moved, the Chiefs have eight days since their last game, the Bills will have six. And look, that doesn't have to be a horrible thing. Ed Oliver said, hey, we've played on short rest before, and sometimes it's better. You just play and you get out there, you don't think too much, and you don't sit around, you don't get idle, and you get out there and you play, and I respect that too. So to me, like, yes, that's a bit of a disadvantage. This might matter more depending on when they could actually get together to, like I said, put a game plan in. Um, you know, be together, understand what's going on. And then you have guys with rehabbing, right? The, the injury rehabs and all that stuff. I don't know how it's going to go, Joe, because mm-hmm. you know, they, they, if they can't get to the facility, right? And guys are going, dealing with injuries and the rehab situation part of it. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that uncertainty and unknown and a lot of upheaval, um, as you just pointed out. Let's get to the Barnes Firm Injury Report brought to you by the Barnes Firm Car Crash for help call one 800 Eight million. Okay, Sal. So not a lot, right, from Sean McDermott yesterday. But what did we what did we learn? <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, McDermott went through pretty much all of the names of the injured players, including the ones that missed last week's game. Um, that would be what Taylor Rapp, Tyrell Dodson, Gabe Davis, Rasul Douglas. He included them, and then he went through other players who. Got hurt during the game. Bale Inspector, Terrell Bernard, Sam Martin, Christian Benford, Taron Johnson. They are all in this same bucket that he categorized as, we will take it day by day and see how the week goes. Taron Johnson, though, we did learn yesterday, is officially in concussion protocol. He was not declared out of the game on Sunday, so there's some question. He is in protocol. That can be problematic for next week because there's six days. But if I remember right, Joe, and you can correct me on this. I was thinking about this. I believe that Ty Johnson cleared on Friday last week after he was put in concussion protocol the week before, right? Remember the Miami game Sunday night? Yep. And then he was limited right away on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday he had cleared protocol. That's a Sunday night game. He cleared in five days. So it's possible. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean he won't have Taron Johnson. He can clear, but it is six days as opposed to seven. So just wanted to – I'm pretty sure that was the case um, last week because we talked to McDermott on Friday – and he he mentioned, you know, everybody being li- the guys being limited and he only declared out two guys. Then when he met with the media after us on Friday last week, I think he said that Ty Johnson had cleared concussion protocol. That would have yep. only been five days. So Taron Johnson, he's in protocol. The Obviously, a lot of us were all monitoring Terrell Bernard, how severe and horrible that looked to bring the card out. I, put, I think they put some sort of air cast or cast around him or whatever. For him to not immediately say he's out, for him to say that, you know, he's in the same bucket. But he also kind of went a little farther on him and said there's more investigation needed to see how the week looks for him. And again, that's way more encouraging than we would have thought. It's still probably something that, you know, he's going to be dealing with and maybe even won't be able to play. We'll see. So we'll see where it all goes. Um, They're dealing with a lot here. Bill Inspector. You know, that back injury just yeah. that happened on that fumble recovery that should have been called for the Bills, by the way. Um, yep. You know, and, and, and now here, here's the bad. The bad part is 
you're down to what your fourth and fifth corners and your fourth and fifth linebackers, and and that's not good. the 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 positive is if you know you have you know you have all these injuries during the middle of the week, you'll formulate a plan, and the people who are going to play are going to get all the reps, right? You know what I mean? So it's not like you're putting them in in a game in this situation again. So they'll figure out that plan and they'll see where it goes. Eight zero three zero five fifty is the phone number. Let's get one call in with Sal here. Go to Mark and Tonawanda. Hey, Mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, just to comment on um, kind of ask more about in depth about Von Miller. Um, he can win me back this Sunday, but it's clear he's just been non-existent. I don't know if it's even like a checked out version of Von Miller what we're seeing. And Sal, you might be able to you know talk more about you know what's going on in the locker room. Just on game day, he just seems checked out. But um, who's really stepped up? In a leadership role this year, um, I think is Ed Oliver. I think he's been unbelievable, and um, yeah, I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to this week. Uh, yeah. Joe, your your Beasley comment uh, in reference to Travis Kelsey, I want to believe that so bad, I just wouldn't bet it. But uh, I, I think the highlight of this week is that we're not playing Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey on this team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm on the fence about this week. I'm going. Stay uh, travels today, guys. Cool. Thank, thanks, Mark. Stay safe. Yeah, quickly on Vaughn, Sal. I, you know, I've thought that all year. Although I feel like Sunday against Pittsburgh, I mm-hmm. noticed him more than maybe any other game. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Mark went the other way last week. I think Vaughn did the opposite of check out. I think he actually stepped up a little bit. It, he, he didn't appear much on the stat sheet. I know that. I thought he actually was a little more noticeable. And he got around the quarterback a little bit more. Mm-hmm. There was actually a play late in the Miami game he did that. It was, I think, either the play of the, it was the interception or the play before that where I think he was kind of getting a little closer to Tua. And again, close, right? I mean, you're not yep. getting points, we're getting close. But if you can affect the quarterback even by not getting him, uh, I think it's the opposite. And as far as anything in the locker room, I mean, no, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not there on a daily basis. I will tell you this. There's no issue whatsoever with Von Miller and his teammates in the locker room and they're all he's got well he's got the Uno table there and guys play yeah. Uno and um they very much respect him. Nothing there. So uh, but he I think I see the opposite of that, Mark. I think he actually is he actually played a little bit better. It was a little more noticeable. Although I agree that he's still been pretty non existent when it comes to production. He had two pressures what, what? on on Sunday against Pittsburgh. There you go. Um I don't okay, think well, I mean, that, that's better than what we had been seeing, I guess, right? Yeah, no, no, for sure. The only eighteen rushes too, because he wasn't like playing out there every snap. Um twenty five snaps out of sixty five on defense. What did you say with Beasley and I have no idea. Beasley Kelsey. I, I, I made a, I made a comment kind of in passing to like I feel like Kelsey's season this year, Sal, has been. It reminds me of Beasley's last year as a Bill, where he's still uh, yeah, getting yeah, yeah. targeted a ton and he's getting the ball a lot, and the, there are still good numbers, but the efficiency is down. And when you watch him, it just doesn't look the same. Like it just doesn't look as athletic. I think I, th- I think I said from what you've seen in the past. I I, I like that. I, I agree with you. He had he had a couple games. He's had a couple games where he did put up some monster numbers, but. Even in Beasley's last year, maybe he had some games where he put up some really good numbers. But overall, it's been a lot lower than normal. The thing that would concern me this week is the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. The Steelers really attack the middle of the field with the injuries. The injuries in the middle of the field, because especially if you don't have Taron Johnson. Now you think about Terrell Bernard, Tyrell Dodson, Bale Inspector, all these guys being hurt. Like, who's going to play? And if you have to rely on A.J. Klein and Dorian Williams, I will tell you right now, 
that Patrick Mahomes will absolutely target the middle of the field and Travis Kelsey a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way around it. And that's what scares me about this. And actually, if you don't get those guys back, some of them, Taron Johnson included, obviously, the Chiefs are the kind of team. They'll, they'll use Jarek McKinnon in that role. Like, they'll throw to the middle of the field. Isaiah Pacheco, like, they'll use the running backs there. They will attack the Bills' second level if the Bills don't have what I would consider Taron Johnson second level there, even though he's a corner. Slot corner, two linebackers. Th- th- that's a... That's a tough, tough matchup. Now, as far as Kelsey himself, I agree with you. You know, mm-hmm. Eric Wood made the point, has made the point. Early in the season, Kelsey had an injury. And even though you have, remember you missed the opener. Or, no, did he miss the opener? That was Chris Jones. Remember he was hurt, though, that week? or something was going on, right? Yeah. And like Eric Wood says, if, if that's the case, like sometimes because you're playing every week, you never really have a chance to fully recover. And I just wonder if that's been something with him all, all yeah. year. Yeah, Hyper, hyperextended his knee or something, yes. at like one of those final yeah. practices before the year. Yeah, that's right. Rings a bell. All right, Sal, thanks. Uh, extra point show coming up at 12 o'clock or at 10 o'clock, excuse me. Um, what, o'clock. T- what time for Sean McDermott again? So 12.45 p.m. for Sean. Now, we haven't had any. Who, who knows if because of the schedule and the, the, the band – Everything that's going on, I, I don't know if they'll change anything. Mm-hmm. But from what I have yesterday, from yesterday, what we were told, twelve forty-five p.m. for McDermott at the field house. I mean, at the uh, media room. I, I'm assuming again things will change because of the weather. I don't know about time changing, but location. It might be Zoom, whatever. Josh Klingler, chief sideline guy, is going to join me at eleven oh five. We will have Paul today at ten thirty. We're keeping an eye on the weather with the Sabres game tonight as well. Obviously downtown against the Blackhawks. All right, thanks, Al. Stay warm. You got it. You got it. Time out here when we get back. Quick segment, and then Don Granado coming up at 8 o'clock. Sal mentioned it's Sabres tonight, and uh, we'll talk with the Sabres head coach coming up uh, in about 10 minutes. So stay tuned. Jody Biasi, Jeremy White off today here on Jeremy and Joe. This is WGR. Skyway is closed. Post offices in Buffalo are closed today. City Hall closed today. Travel advisory in Buffalo, travel bans in Orchard Park and Cheektowaga, West Seneca, Lancaster, Depew, Blaisdell, Hamburg. So the South Towns are getting hit pretty hard. We've got a hockey game tonight, and as of now, there's nothing on that, and I guess there could be as the day progresses, but the storm is supposed to move north, and I don't think it's supposed to last that long into the night. So... 7.30 tonight against Chicago. I, I might expect that that game, it's just a total guess by me, but that it's going to be good to go. But we'll see. Sabres and Blackhawks tonight. Don Granado will join the show coming up next. We'll get some hockey in, and then we'll get back to your phone calls on Bills and Chiefs. It, it really is a legacy game for Allen, for the Bills, for McDermott, and for fans, for sure, now that this game's going to be at the stadium. Time out here, Don Granado on the way back, and then back to football coming up here on Jeremy and Joe. This is WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.